This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. I'm Don. He's Chip. Today's episode is being recorded on October 25th, 2020. We hope everyone is doing well out there. Chip, my man, how you doing? I'm doing great. It is Cowboys week, baby. Woohoo! Can't wait. So uh, for those that don't know, and probably a lot of you don't, in Philadelphia, whenever it is this, uh, the Sunday after a game before the Sunday of uh, Eagles matchup against the Cowboys, it is considered Cowboys week. And all we talk about is how much we hate the Cowboys for the entire week. So it's my, two of my most favorite weeks in the football season. It's Cowboys week, baby. So you're looking, you're looking at your chops, looking forward to a, a win in the upcoming week, are you not? Oh, absolutely. There is no way that we lose to the Cowboys ever. Careful now. Don't curse it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's just bunch. <laughs> um, oh, I'll get right into the, the contact us. So you can contact us at our email. Mine is chip at randomchatter.com or you can contact Don at his email which is don at randomchatter.com you can find us on Twitter under a handle which is at sportcastanon A-N-O-N or you can join us on Discord under Random Chatter where there is sports and pop culture talk you can support us on Patreon under Random Chatter you can also buy our stuff at randomchatter.com slash store Uh, we are also found on anchor.fm Amazon Music Audible, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch. Man, we're getting busy. <laughs> and we're all over the place. Least. Oh, yeah. And then don't forget to buy our stuff, our stuff for the show coming soon, but the rest of the network on randomchatter.com slash store. Tip. Yeah, I did say that already. But you did? Keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's in the notes twice. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? We It's because we need to emphasize that. Buy the I, merch. I <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, we've had uh, an amazing week of sports here. And as always, we're going to kick off with our NFL updates. And, man, the NFL has had a busy week. Yeah, it's been a busy week. We're getting closer to the trade deadline, so there's a lot of trades and, and movement happening between players. Plus, today was just – absolutely insane with the football games going on there were a lot of comebacks there were a lot of close games there were a lot of last minute field goals there were a lot of heartbreaks um that seems to be the story though that seems to be the story though so far this season yeah i mean there's been a lot of like teams coming back from out of nowhere um and there's been a lot of surprise like blowouts i think i think the biggest surprise today was the Redskins blowing out the Cowboys. And I'll be honest, it didn't look pretty at all. Um, it, it looked really, really bad. Uh, I don't know what's going, da- what's going on down in Big D, but 
that team didn't show up at all for the Washington game. Uh, the offensive line wasn't there. The defense just – I think at one point Washington just was like this was a practice and just started running plays just to run plays. Like, Treated like a scrimmage, huh? <laughs> yeah, like it was, it, was, it was bad. Like Andy Dalton got ripped apart with their – uh, with the Washington defensive line, just they got in on like almost every play. He had no time to throw it. Ezekiel Elliott wasn't running anywhere. Every time he tried to get outside, he he was met by like three Redskins players. So uh, let me let me ask you then: If anything, this sounds like a continuation of the way things were going with the Cowboys in their last game. Dalton's not getting protected. Zeke can't run the ball. Is that more or less what we were just seeing? Yeah, and when and when Dalton got the ball out and they had time and they threw it to the receivers, the receivers were dropping the balls. Like I think CD Lamb had like three drops. Like it 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 just not to say that I'm happy about it, but I'm happy about it. But they are just awful right now. Like the one thing you could hold their hat on was that their offense was good, but their offense just looks bad, and their defense is bad to begin with, and now their offense just looks. Even worse, which is so, hard to believe, but they only they only muscled. I think it was three points against the the Redskins, which is uh, awful. Yeah, that that's not pretty at all. Uh, things are not well in Jerry World. There are some teams that when you see them, you see the win loss record, but you're like, hey, they were close games. They were in the game. They're just waiting for the it. I don't know what the it is in Big D right now. I mean, it, Jerry Jones has got problems. On both sides of the yeah. ball. I mean, you, 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 there was a nice uh, video clip that they had of the sideline of Andy Dalton just, like, ripping his offensive line with the coach just sitting next to the offensive line as they're going to replace. He was, he was screaming and yelling at them, and they just looked like deer in headlights. Like, they were just not there. Um, and they I don't have a like, bad head coach either. No, no. I mean, uh, Mike McCarthy is a, a pretty decent coach, but they just – uh, they need they need something. They need a lot of help somewhere, and it's just I don't know where they're going to get it from because it just it looks like that team is just checked out. Um, yeah, I it's don't know. Bad. Yeah, but you um, know what? You had, we're not going to go ahead. I was going to say we're not going to just rip on the Cowboys. <laughs> no, I was I was going to move on. I said we we had comeback wins by by Detroit. Uh, Cleveland had a comeback win. Um, even though I I'm pretty sure that Cincinnati just gave them the game because the way they won was just ridiculous. Um, the Panthers almost beat the Saints on a comeback. Uh, they were – you had the Titans that were down 20 points to the Steelers. Uh, Roethlisberger throws an interception at the end of the game, and Tennessee drives down, and Goskowski goes to kick the field goal and misses it wide left uh, after they had gotten a – uh, holding penalty or, or some type of penalty that brought them back. Oh, they had a detentional grounding from Tannehill that brought them back 10 yards, which kind of screwed them. Um, yeah, the Raiders got beat up by the Buccaneers. Uh, oh, they Chiefs got – they got one. Um, things are clicking down in Tampa, man. It's got to be something in the water. Stanley Cup, World Series. Now they're Buccaneers. We didn't know after a couple of games if we, what we were going to get. Now they're lighting it up down there. I mean, shoot. <laughs> yeah uh, if you're a fan of tampa sports man i'm telling you it's a good time i don't i don't know what's going up on buffalo but you guys almost lost the jets 
a win is a win is a win. So I, I mean, pay- only only against the Jets can you kick six field goals and still win. Hey Amen. A win is a win, as sloppy as it might be. Okay, I'm going to take it. And the whole thing is, Buffalo actually, if I recall correctly, missed a field goal. <laughs> missed more than yeah. one field goal. I think they missed two. So the score yeah, could I mean, have been like 24-10. <laughs> and all it would have been was field goals after field goals after field goals. That's just insane. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was wild and crazy. The, the Patriots got wrecked by the 49ers. Uh, Cam Newton looked awful. That was a, a welcome home for Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I kind of put money on the fact that that the that Bill Belichick would have his defense do some crazy scheming against Jimmy G. But I don't know. It looks like the 49ers are back after their little lull of surprisingly awful losses. So, so we are uh, down to one undefeated team in the NFL. Just one. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 6-0 and for the second time in team history. The last time they did it, 1978. That's impressive. It was a battle of unbeatens between the Steelers and the Titans today, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's impressive, but I'm still not sold on the Steelers being a true contender in the AFC. Um, I think they're riding high right now, but... It's yeah, I still, I still think that because like uh, I think we both can agree that the AFC right now has more good teams than the NFC. I uh, will agree with that. Yes. So you have you have at the top like I'll, I'll just r- r- uh, rumble off some teams. You tell me if you think the Steelers are better than them. You have the Chiefs. No. You have the Ravens. Um, now that one, I'm it's questionable. Maybe. Keep Why going. maybe? <laughs> I I don't know. Like the Steelers, I guess it's they're more of a veteran team. Okay. And you still got you know some youngins on the Ravens, so I I might go with the Steelers better than the Ravens. Okay, Bills. Uh, <laughs> well, if you look at the win-loss record, they're definitely better than Buffalo. Um, at this point, uh, the way they've played their season so far, I, I would have to say the Steelers are better than Buffalo, and it pains me to say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Browns? Better than the Browns. They're more stable at quarterback. As you, Baker Mayfield's like hit or miss. If he's on, he's on. If he's off, he's off. Okay, and I know they beat them today, but Tennessee didn't play that great game, the Titans. That was Tennessee's first loss. So, um, and man, Tennessee is another team that just, wow. I don't know what's going on there, man, but uh, they got something to prove down there. So, um, I Pittsburgh beat them, but I think I want to say that the Titans are better than the Steelers there. Yeah, I think that the way it's going to end up is you could have. I think the well, Steelers are definitely going to have to play the Chiefs, and I don't see the Steelers. I don't see 
the Steelers being number one in the AFC. I think the Chiefs will get number one. I think the Steelers could get a number two seed. Okay. Um, so you think they could end up the better than Tennessee? You think they could end up better than Tennessee come the end of the season? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just I, I look at both divisions and I just and and who they have to play and I think that the Steelers will end up two and I think the Titans will probably end up three. Well, and you're going to have the Ravens end up being four. And I say that because the Steelers still have to play the Ravens twice because they're in the same division. And that's really going to hurt the Ravens. Um, well, what you normally Steelers, get is the two, you get the four division winners plus the two wild cards. So, yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed and, and hope Buffalo continues to do well. <laughs> so, like, I think, I think your final four in, in the divisional round is going to end up being the Chiefs versus the Ravens. And then you're going to have Steelers versus the Titans. And I think the Titans win, and I think the Chiefs win, and I think it's Chiefs versus Titans. That would be an interesting matchup. Hmm. Yes. That's, oh, that's yes. just my, like, mid-season kind of early-season prediction. That's fine. And are you willing to go on the record now that despite the dumpster fire that is the NFC East, and we talked about it off-air, how confident do you feel that the Eagles – no matter what the win-loss record is, will be first in the division. Well, I mean, they would have to have a better record than the rest of the team, so like win-loss record is important. But, yes, I think I am. I will go on the record and say the Eagles will win the NFC East. Okay. Will the Eagles win the NFC East above 500? I believe so, yes. Okay. Fair enough. I, be- I believe they'll be 8-7-1. and one. Take it how you can get it, right? And I'll tell you right now, we talked about it earlier. That tie, I think, is going to be a factor when you get to the end of the season. I'll I'll, I'll put it this way. If the Eagles get seven wins, they're going to win the division. Fair enough. We got five more to go. (laughs) And eight weeks left to play. So, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because if you figure three, they have three more divisional games. If they win all three of those divisional games, they only have to win two other games outside of that. Right. Take it. <laughs> yep. um, so uh, aside from the NFC East, so we got the Seahawks and Cardinals playing tonight. Uh, Seahawks are 5-0, and Cardinals are 4-2. Bears at 5-1, and Packers at 5-1 and in the NFC North. In the NFC South, you got the Bucks at 5-2 and and the Saints at 4-2. and we talked about how you think the AFC is going to play out. Where do you see the NFC right now midseason playing out? Uh, I'll be honest. I have no idea. The NFC is so, so haphazardly thrown together that uh, I, I think it's anyone's contest to win or lose. Like I could see the Buccaneers running the table, um, but I could also see the Saints getting healthy and, and running the table. I could see the, 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 I don't see the, I don't, foresee the Packers running the table and and by by running the table I mean winning um the NFC that's what I mean mm-hmm. by running the table I don't mean like winning out but I mean running tables and winning um I think those are your top three in the NFC I don't see the 49ers really competing um I think the Seahawks need still need a lot of help on defense for them to be competitive with the other teams um same thing with the Rams. I think they just – they uh, Rams just I, – I don't know what's going on with them, but, like, I think they need – They just, like, imploded. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're I, so inconsistent. Like some weeks they're really good, other weeks they're not. I think the test for them against the Bears tomorrow night is going to be really good. Um, and then you have you have Chicago, which has Nick Foles in it. Which so so let's put it down this way. And it was it was said earlier this week on the Philadelphia Radio Show that say the Eagles win their division, they would theoretically most likely be the number four seed. You have the Bears that are right behind the Packers. Say the Bears are, they don't win that that division. They would theoretically end up being the fifth seed, or they could potentially be a seed because uh, they changed playoffs because it's now, I think it's one through nine. I think that's how they did it or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and then the, the first, the team in the first round has a bye, and then two plays nine and whatever, three plays that and four so plays you're that. Saying, are, are you trying to tell me that you, you could see an Eagles bears matchup? Yep. And you could have Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles in the first round coming back to Philadelphia. So for everybody that's on either side of the argument, do you feel then at this point that would settle the argument? That would. And that would make for a very interesting week in Philadelphia. <laughs> no doubt. Just throw that out there. No because doubt. Honestly, it, w- it would. You would see a Carson Wentz that has a lot to prove in that game. A, if he's still healthy by then, which I hope he is, he will. It will be his first. Tr- like he played last year and played one drive and got knocked out. If he finishes the game, it'll actually be his first playoff game that he's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, it will be against a quarterback who replaced him to win the Super Bowl, which it, his biggest talking point is that people believe that if he was still our quarterback that year, we would not have won the Super Bowl. Um, so he'll have a lot of critics. It, it'll it'll be a lot of storylines involved in that game. But is is that a game that you would be like, man, I got to go home for this one? Um, I. In my head, I probably would say yes, but depending on where I'm at at that point, I may not be able to. So right, but um, I mean, like, if that, if you were to say, Chip, you have the opportunity to go home, would would you deem this? A, I got to be home for that game type game. Yes, yes, it would be awesome to be home for that game because that would be a very intense game. Right, um, and I do have the playoff format for this season. So, uh the playoff field will be expanded from 12 teams to 14 teams. So uh, the AFC and the NFC will each have seven playoff teams. The top seed from each conference gets a first round bye. So number one gets a pass in the wild card weekend. Uh, the two seed will host the seven, the three, the six, and the four will host the five. Yep. So if so, it, it's very, it could very likely that the bears end up the fifth seed and, going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would yeah. be extremely interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you're taking the day off from You ain't doing anything for that game if, if that's what you get. Like, don't bother me. I don't want to see it, or I don't want to miss it, rather. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I mean, we're all speculating now, but that would that would definitely be a game that I would love to see in the playoffs. Man, the advertisers would have a field day with that one. But 
Yes. Let's see how it plays out. We got a lot of football to go, man. Um, we do have some interesting uh, moves in football and as well as some other news. Um, we jump on with that. Um, Baltimore getting unique in Ngakwe. Ngakwe, yep. Yep. Um, Holy he, moly. <laughs> so he goes from one bad team to another bad team to a perennial Super Bowl contender it, within – Two months. I mean, like damn. that's that's not bad. <laughs> so like, so like the way the trade worked out was like, originally the Vikings traded a, I think it was a second rounder and a fifth rounder, to Jacksonville, for him. He goes mm-hmm. to Minnesota, doesn't really fit their screen scheme, doesn't really work out there. Minnesota is not re- is going nowhere fast, and they trade him to Baltimore, who gives. Who Baltimore gives them a third rounder, and I believe it was a sixth rounder. Uh, conditional fifth round in 2022. Conditional fifth rounder. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really, Minnesota ends up losing a second rounder in the deal, and it basically trades a second rounder for a third rounder. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, I mean, in a way, they got some of their picks back. <laughs> yeah. So that's, but, that's, a, that's a good course correction where, like, oops, uh, we got to somehow figure out how we're going to get our stuff back. Right. Now let's talk about Ngakwe being in Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's already stacked. <laughs> Him playing opposite Calais Campbell, that I'm glad that we played Baltimore already. That's all I got to say about that. Yep. Finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of the way. Um, we had enough trouble with just Calais Campbell, but now you have right? uh, Ngakwe on the other side. That's that's a that's a formidable defensive line right there. So I'll tell you right now, though, uh, Jags fans got to be disappointed about the house cleaning they had defensively, and other teams are jumping for joy over it, mo- namely Baltimore. <laughs> yes, yes, now yeah. that they got them. Then you have uh, the Arizona Cardinals made a trade with the Giants to reacquire Marcus Golden. Uh, that's going at the um, recent news of them losing Chandler Jones for the season. Uh, last week, so they traded for another linebacker who knows the scheme, who's playing really well to take over his spot. Um, which, again, I think that's that's going to be that's a good move for them because the Giants get picks. They're, again, they're not probably not going anywhere soon. So, pretty much, <laughs> and, and Arizona gets uh, Arizona gets um, a linebacker that they can, you know use for the rest of the season as they try to make a playoff push. Um, and then the, the probably the biggest news of the week. Uh, and I, I want to get your opinion on this because I, 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 so this is how this whole entire story went. Let me build it for all of our listeners out there. Um, you had Antonio Brown who gets suspended from the NFL for various reasons. We're not going to go all into the backstory, but he got suspended for eight games. Um, he was eligible to come back after week eight. So once the NFL came out with this, you know, we kind of didn't hear anything. And all of a sudden we started hearing rumblings from Seattle, from Russell Wilson, from a couple of his friends in Seattle saying that the Seahawks were going to, end up signing him that they had extensive contract talks 
yada, yada, yada. So you're thinking, oh, great, Russell Wilson's going to get Antonio Brown. How is he going to fit into that locker room? Because they are such a tight-knit, like, Pete Carroll keeps everything close to the chest and and doesn't allow any prima donnas on that team. Like, you saw them get rid of Richard Sherman and a lot of other guys that spoke out. How is he going to fit with that locker room? And then next day, he ends up going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who Bruce Arians had said would never be on his team. And now he's on his team, and he goes alongside Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and has probably the greatest quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, Your thoughts, go. I told you, man, about how they're doing a song and dance in Tampa. Regardless of what you think of AB, off the field, this guy's a phenomenal player. And you're pairing him with Tom Brady, and you've got Godwin and Evans. They're a little banged up in Tampa right now. But on top of all the weapons that Tom Brady has, now you're going to put AB on that team too. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Now, what kind of football shape he's in is to be determined. Um, But AB is one of those generational talents. He's going to get into the game. If we've got the AB who can take care of his business on the field, I could see Tampa Bay running away with the NFC at that point. Uh, I I just, it's a a, a ridiculous deal. The question will be, is in the locker room. Huh? My question for you is, is he worth the headache that he could potentially pose? Or Uh, the potential disruption of that locker room that he might have. Now, you do have Tom Brady in there who's pretty much whatever he says goes. Right. So, um, you know, can, can Tom Brady stop, you know, Antonio Brown from being Antonio Brown? Has he learned his lesson? Like, these are all questions you don't know. Right. Uh, I know I know a lot of people that are saying he's not worth the headache. You saw him in New England and even in New England they couldn't tame him. He was only there for a week and then they got rid of him. You know what I what I think <sighs> I it is, is I don't think he's worth it. Yeah, is it worth the headache is the question. But anybody signing Antonio Brown, you got to look at the conversation that took place behind closed doors. We won't, we won't be privy to all of it, but my guess is both sides. Uh, I'm almost willing to Brady talk to him. Number one, Arians talked to him, you know, and it, the discussion was probably like, look, we're going to put you with the goat right now. Uh, people didn't think Tampa was going to be so hot. They're phenomenal. They're Super Bowl contenders. This is your last chance is probably the way the conversation went because if A.B., for the eight games he's able to play, if he handles his business on the field, but behind the scenes, in the locker room, in his personal life, whatever, there's something inside of him that at this point must must have gone click and would be like, look, you need to understand this is your last chance. If this anything happens again, you're done. Just finished. I, I don't see him being that type of professional in in that sense. 
Mm-hmm. I think as soon as as soon as he starts seeing like Mike Evans gets targeted six or seven times and he's only getting targeted two or three and he sees Godwin getting targeted or running routes that he wants to run. I think he's going to start chirping in Tom Brady's ear or he's going to start saying stuff. Um, I, I just I don't see him having a professional side to him to go along with his talent. Um, and he's a very, very, very talented receiver. We could all say that he he's a game changer. But as soon as things don't start going his way, he's a baby. And I, I I don't think he's worth the headache. I don't think he's worth you having to worry about him posting stuff on social media, him recording conversations and posting them up that were closed conversations that he had with a coach, uh, him running out in his sh- just shorts on screaming and yelling because he got traded. Like that kind of stuff is childish. And I, I just, I don't, I wouldn't want that on my football team, no matter how good you are. So, so the question then is going to be, this is what, what it's going to come down to a few weeks in did he learn his lesson. That's ultimately going to be the question. I mean, could you imagine if the Steelers did go to the, the Super Bowl and they were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Antonio Brown had to go back oh, and Lord, play the, the Steelers? The storyline on that one. <laughs> I mean, that we, we would have a field day covering that for two weeks. Oh, man, that would be insane. Yeah, it would. Uh, and what the last thing that I want to say that happened this week was um, while some of them did get the play – the entire offensive line of the Las Vegas Raiders had to sit out the entire week because of COVID. The whole so, line. <laughs> so if you were, if you're Derek Carr in that situation, who's the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, and you just saw your entire offensive line be yanked out of a game, and you're going to have to put your backups in, the like second team backups that are going to be playing with you. Um, you think you're a little scared going up against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense? At that point, I would probably tell the doctor, find a way to convince the league that I have COVID, even if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, keep the like line it, together. <laughs> like, I would be my hand in my head and be like, oh. Now, the whole story behind this is they all, they actually, they all didn't actually get COVID. There was one um, player on the, on the offensive line that had COVID, but because of contact tracing – and their new rules, if you came in contact with them, you were had were sent home and you had to stay home until I think it, you got like three positive consecutive positive te- or negative tests. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's they, why they went. They were sent and, home all week. And they talk about the contact tracing. Whatnot. I mean, like if you look at this, the offensive line is the closest knit group of anybody on the football team. <laughs> that's like your worst case scenario right there is one of them. Getting yeah, because like. Yeah. I think they did that with um, uh, Buffalo, was where the tight ends, the tight end group, all got sent home because one of them tested positive, but yep. your star tight end didn't because he was with his wife who was having a baby. It was like, well, I guess my baby saved me from you know getting. Well, you know what? See, you don't always have to hang out with the guys. See the end result. <laughs> exactly. Oh God, yeah, man, it's a crazy week, crazy week. And how about our fantasy football, man? Yeah, that's insane. Um, I don't know what happened this week, um, but the guy I was playing, um, I'm 
bidding him 120 to 43 right now. Yeah, so, uh, he, he does have one to play yet. So, <laughs> well, he has one in play right now, which is DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah, in play. Okay. Yeah. That, that, a that's a tough them. loss right there. Um, yeah, we got the, been, we've got the Lakewood Wranglers at two and four at 127.82. Inverness Dire Wolves have three in play right now at 114.96. So odds are the Dire Wolves with a three and three record should beat their two and four opponent. And what else we got here? Uh, Team Football Lord, who is two and four, one thirty-five point eight eight against Team Dave. We love them. Also, a two and four record at one hundred two point eight eight. Dave's got two to play. Team Football Lord has one in play and one to play. So, short of any miracles, he's going to run away with that one. And my Whitesboro whack jobs. 102.7 against my pictatorship with a three and three record, 82.4. I've got two in play. He has one to play. Uh, more than likely, I'm going to run away with this one. And, yeah, uh, you. I, I'm going to say you dodged a big bullet because Patrick Mahomes only had 12 points, and you had oh, Aaron Jones in there who had zero. So yeah. the fact that you're going to win that, I think you're lucky. Especially also Buffalo scored 16 points and they had Butker who had 14 points. So that was a quarter of your points right there. Yep. I had 14 points from Butker and I had 16 points from the Bills defense. So that made up for Aaron Jones. <laughs> so even with a <laughs> yeah. bagel, on the, bang, uh, bagel on the board, I still managed to pull it out. Uh, I, I didn't get to follow much football today because I was working on my car, but I saw, I was like, do I start Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, Tom Brady went off for 36.8. Uh, had I started him right now, this, I would have ran away with this. So yeah. uh, my dictatorship, Mike, uh, sorry, bro. It was uh, on paper. It looked like it might be a little bit closer, but uh, once again, this is what the second or third time this season, I dodged a bullet. Isn't that right, Chip? Yep, you have more lives than a cat. <laughs> um, uh, I will say this, though. It, it does look like you and me are running away with our divisions. Uh, you're up three games in your division. I'm up two, uh, even after the uh, going into this week, and then after this week it might be more. Um, but I will say when we get to the playoffs, it's the top four teams. So... People are still in it because they're still like a game back of, of the other people in the league. So just because you may be second or third in the division doesn't necessarily mean that you're not into the playoffs. Well, here's the other thing too with the, with the playoffs and with fantasy, man. If you've got some starters on your roster that get injured, you could, you could get injured out of the playoffs basically. So uh, anything can happen. But uh we, we both lead our respective divisions. Uh, note to self, though, you and I will have another matchup coming up. Mm-hmm. So and that, you that'll be whoever. A, you have an opportunity to avenge your loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And let's just say that is definitely is going to happen. I mean, that could that could very well determine who the one seed and the two seed. Hmm? Yes, Anything it very well could be. Anything, Anything can happen. happen so. 
All right, man. Let's head up uh, the NBA and get some NBA news. Yeah, um, so we got a couple of new uh, coaches assigned. So Stan Van Gundy goes to New Orleans, and I'm not even going to try to say that guy's name. So the uh, assistant (laughs) of the Toronto uh, Raptors is going to uh, Indiana. And, um, yeah, so I like Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans. He's a, he's a great, um, he's a great teacher, uh, of the game. And I think he'll help a lot of their younger guys learn how to play the game the right way. Um, I can't say he's going to be the coach that'll take them to the playoff, like to the finals, but he'll definitely be a coach that helps them achieve uh, a good team that could potentially make a run at it in a few years. So you think like he'll be able to get, get him into the playoffs and maybe over the hump, maybe past the first round. Yeah. He's like the Doug Collins of the Chicago Bulls back in the day. Enough said. <laughs> like he'll, he'll be, he'll make them competitive, but then he'll, they'll need another coach to come in. That'll put them over the hump. Okay. Fair enough. So he, he's the, uh, he is the ground on which the rebuilding will start. Yes. Plus, um, that the whole uh, West Western Conference is stacked from top to bottom. So that's an understatement. <laughs> they're going to need a few years for some of these teams to get older to before they can um, essentially, you know, compete. Uh, you know, I was looking at it last night and. You have Golden State, who is going to have the second overall pick. Plus, they're going to have Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins in their starting lineup. Plus, whoever they draft, who they could draft James Wiseman, or they could draft Anthony Edwards, which Anthony Edwards on that team would just be ridiculous and unfair in every sense of the way. (laughs) <laughs> um same thing with james wiseman that would be but the, he doesn't really fit their style so i i think they were if they had a choice between the two they probably would choose anthony edwards mm-hmm. um but he he's he's a scorer and because they don't need any more scorers on that team well uh, um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but going just... off of that they did come out today with a new proposal for the season and how it's going to work. Um, I don't know if you read about it, but let me let me lay the framework out for it, and then I'll I'll get your your thoughts. It's a seventy-two game season that will okay. start on that will start on Christmas. Okay. Uh, or right before, like a couple of days before it, and it will go until june with the regular season and then with the playoffs they'll probably go until about august okay that's the framework for it now i will say (laughs) i will say that the nba free agency is projected to open up on november 23rd the draft on november 18th and their season starting on say december 24th wow was a day before christmas Wow. Your thoughts. Wow. <laughs> so you're basically going through all of this, and then we're basically telling them they're going to have about 30 days for the team to get together, handle their business, and all right, let's start the season. Yes. 
Um, for the the usual contenders and teams that have their veterans and the group is going to stay together, probably not too much of a problem. Uh, for teams that are trying to get established or maybe make a few moves to make the team stronger, how how the new players gel with the existing team uh, that is really going to be the case. Uh, right now, it favors your Lakers and your Clippers and your Celtics that like those teams that we saw in the playoffs this year, your Raptors, those guys, uh, depending on how free agency going to go with a quick turnaround time like that, they're going to be okay. I I think that uh, they're trying to squeeze everything in and get back to a little bit of normalcy. And I mean, Lord only knows the ba- kind of basketball we're going to see at that point. Yeah. I don't like it. It, it, it sounds like the beginning of the season is going to be a train wreck with teams trying to get established with their new players and whatnot. <laughs> like, they, yeah, they, I, they haven't they haven't let themselves have any room for error. Like, right. if one thing that we've seen out of the other teams that have played is that you need to have some type of wiggle room for error in case something were to happen, and they're just like jam packing this in. And I, they, I just. My fear is that they're not leaving themselves an out if they need to. And by that, I mean, like, say they need to stop the season for two or three weeks or they need teams to move two or three weeks because of COVID. Like, uh-huh. it's no longer in a bubble, so they can't, like, they have no room to, like, add these games at the end of the season because they're like, we don't want to go too far into the fall because then they're going to go into football and they don't want to have that again. And, like, they're just – they're trying to fit all these games in. Like I would have rather had a smaller season mm-hmm. and ending in like June with the playoffs versus a longer season that like, I already think that the, the way they run the NBA now, I think 82 game season is way too long anyways, because half the players sit out half the games and you pretty much know who's going to be in the playoffs by the time it gets to game like 50 anyways. Cause like, you have like the eight seeds and other conferences that are still fighting for each other, but like you have like the first two, three teams that are just there and they're, we're just moving back and forth. Mm -hmm. So there's not, not that like even of competition anymore, like it used to. So like the fact that they're like, it's almost, I almost feel like they're trying not to make a shortened season because they don't want the players to get used to having a shortened season and then come up when the player negotiations come out again and be like, Hey, look, we just had a short season and it was successful. Let's, let's, let's shorten the season. I don't think, I think their NBA is kind of like, we don't want them to get that leverage. So let's throw out a 72 game season. That way it's only 10 games that we're losing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I my my prediction is the start of the season is going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I mean, and this is just a proposal. This is not the what actually happened. So they could postpone it back into January. That was the the original thought was that they were going to start at somewhere between January and March. Um, but with this news proposal, who knows? Yeah, well, I guess we'll wait and see and uh, see what comes down the pipeline, huh? <laughs> Yeah. See, yeah. there's going to be so, some back and forth, I'm sure. But the way it's proposed now is just, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't like that proposal at all. I, I saw that and my eyes did, like, I had to do a double take and I literally had to stop and read that article and, like, focus on it because it just, it made absolutely no sense. You're and kind of like, uh, you looked at it and went, what? 
I was like, I was like, what the hell are you? What What are you guys doing? Like, it, it just, it, it, it was awful. It was terrible. So, um, but that's really it for the NBA. Uh, they just in the next few weeks, we got they're going to try to hammer down some type of start to the season and and the details on next season. Um, but now it's negotiations between the players associations and the NBA. Um, but we're going to move on to uh, baseball. And uh, it's been it's been a wild World Series. Wild is an understatement, especially game four. Nuts. <laughs> Crazy end. But so these I'll, teams I'll, seem to be going back and forth. I will admit I did not watch the game last night. I saw the highlights, but I did not watch it because I did not. It wasn't because I didn't want to watch it. It was because I had labs this morning and I had to wake up really early. So I didn't have a chance to stay up till past midnight to watch this game. Um, and then I looked at it when I went to bed and I was like, it was like seven to two or something like that. I'm like, ah, the Dodgers got this in the bag. <clears throat> woke up to, woke up to my, my buddy next to me, uh, my buddy who stays with me on the weekends and was just like, he was watching the game and it was like, listen to the end of the game. And I was kind of half asleep and I was like, I heard Jensen and I'm like, well, Kenley Jensen played last night. And it was like, error, error, score, score, raise win. And I was like, what the, what is he watching? What he must be watching some happened. type of old yeah. clip or something like that. So I went and I looked on ESPN and I saw it was 8 7. And I was like, what the? And watched the highlights of it. And oh my God, that last play was just bad. Bad news bears style, kicks it off his leg, throws it in. It was a train wreck. <laughs> twirl and throws the ball way out of his glove. Oh, it was awful. And then they score two runs and end up winning the game on a walk off when there was two outs and two strikes, bases loaded. Like you can't, you can't script that kind of stuff. No. I, uh, like I. I had to watch the replay of the last at bat probably three or four times just to fully digest everything that happened. It, it was crazy. But so I it's gotta, like, it has made for a great series. Oh, it has. It's, it's been a lot better of a series than I thought it was going to be. I think you're getting to see – so the, the Tampa Bay Rays, I feel like – them playing the Dodgers, it's like one game, it's like, okay, you guys are going to win this one. And then the Dodgers are like, all right, we'll give you this game. And then the Rays are like, all right, we're going to give you this game. And then game four was like, Dodgers were like, no, we want this game. No, 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 you guys can have it. Go ahead. Here you go. <laughs> like, that's kind of how the series has gone. Like, yeah. I'm going into the game, I'm like, I'm looking at the pitching matchups, and I'm like, all right, I think, I think the Dodgers are going to win this game easily. And they do. I go into pitching matchups, I'm like, yeah, the Rays are probably going to win this game, and they do. Game Game three, I looked at it and I went, yeah, I don't like the pitcher for the Rays. Dodgers are going to win this. They did. Looked at game four and went, yeah, I don't like the pitcher for the Rays on this one either. I think the Dodgers are going to win. And they lost it in the, in the, in the, uh, at the end of the game because the bullpen of the Dodgers couldn't hold up. But their Dodgers starter pitched awesome. So – at this point, it's anybody's series. I still think the Dodgers win it in six. 
even after last night. I think last night's debacle was a wake-up call to them, was like, you guys are on the brink of, like, you need to come out with some type of veracity. Like, you guys are on the brink of being the laughing stock of the league for the second, third year in a row. Yep. If you want to know, just ask the Braves how that feel. Yep. Yep. So, um, I don't know if you have the game pulled up now and what the score is right now, but I know they were winning when we started the show. Um, mm-hmm. They're playing game five right now. It's Kershaw versus Glass now, and uh, yeah, so they were up one nothing when or two nothing, excuse me, when we started the show. It's the bottom um, of the third, three to nothing, LA. Okay. Excuse me. So what? Three to one, LA. What are, what are your thoughts on the rest of the series? What are you looking for? Oh, wow. Um, well, we talked about when the series started how hot the bats were going to be. The bats have been hot. <laughs> At some point in the game, when you get through a couple of innings and it's a close score, like a one nothing score, or 2 to 1, and I'm sitting there going, that is not going to be the store score at the end of the game. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. which... There's been so much going on in the series between a bullpen just breaking down, flubbed plays, or a team's getting shelled early and they're fighting to come back. I mean, this is like this is like Hollywood stuff that we're getting this season. It's it's our in this series. It's absolutely ridiculous. I still believe that the Rays can win the series. Uh, every time. The Dodgers seem to rattle their cages. For the most part, they seem to come back and answer. So I I firmly believe, uh, even though I said I would like to say I want Tampa to win, but I think the Dodgers are going to pull it off. After four games, I seriously think Tampa can win this. Yeah, I I just I don't see it. I just think I I, I think of all the I still think of all the talent that the Dodgers have, and I think it would be a huge huge upset if the um raise one and you got to think of it this way think of it also this way uh, i didn't i didn't realize this until i was talking to my buddy last night about the the game say la wins la will have two championships say tampa bay wins tampa bay will have two championships football yep. might decide who gets three championships <laughs> I'll tell you right now, my money's on Tampa. <laughs> my <laughs> like, money's on Tampa, bro. <laughs> it's just crazy that the, the, those are the two teams that are winning all these games because it, it it's just L.A. won yeah. the Lakers won the NBA and Dodgers are are might win the World Series. So that would be two for them. Tampa Bay Lightning won um, the Stanley Cup, and now Tampa Bay might win the World Series. Tampa Bay might win the Super Bowl. LA Rams, yeah. <laughs> LA Rams might win um, the Super Bowl. Unlikely, but they're still not a bad team. So, nope. yeah, I'm. T- it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. So we'll uh, well we should have our answer as to who wins the World Series next week. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that, or you guys can definitely check out the games. They're they're streamed live on Fox, or um, you can just watch the updates on ESPN. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> ne- yeah. Next topic we had was NHL and, and honestly nothing happened this week in the NHL. I think we'll there was a couple of signings, week. but <laughs> nothing really happened. Um, 
And we can move on to our random topics, which is uh, essentially college, college football. <laughs> um, the Big Ten is back, and it came back with a couple of surprises. Uh, I don't necessarily know how to feel about it, but Penn State got upset by Indiana, um, which I will talk about that game a little bit later. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. <but laughs> Uh, Dabo Sweeney got a little snippy with the reporters after their game that they won. Uh, basically said that he wasn't sure if he was at the right press conference because they kept asking him about his synergy of the team or the energy of the team and why weren't they so good in the beginning of the game and when they ended up winning by like 20-some points. But there was a point where it was 27 to 21, and then they ran away with it. So they were questioning him um, over his 47 to 21 win to Syracuse because it wasn't Clemson like. Sorry, I missed that last part. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's fine. I said it was, I said uh, that there were their 27, their 47 to 21 win over over Syracuse wasn't Clemson-like, and therefore he was getting a lot of questions regarding that, and he got a little snippy with reporters, which Aww. I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have many ups- uh, upsets. Uh, Ohio State finally won a game, so now they're 1-0, so they deserve their number five rating. Um, but there was the only other upset was the uh, Indiana over PSU game that ended in overtime. Um, yeah, Michigan didn't do well, huh? No, 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 no. Um, unfortunately, uh, their running back on their team is just a complete moron. So, yeah. Did you say moron? (laughs) Yes. We use that word a lot in this show. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Like I said, I will explain it later, uh, in the show. So. Alrighty. Alrighty. So what else, um, but I don't uh, know if you got to catch any of the games or you got to watch any of it, but it was exciting to have the Big Ten back. I feel like I feel like college football has finally started. I mean, um, finally the rest of it's there now. You know, like I said, I'm watching all the rankings now just to see how interesting this gets. So you got uh, Clemson number one at six and zero, oh, Alabama number two at five and zero. Oh. Then you got Ohio State, who went up two spots to number three, who are currently 1-0. <coughs> Notre Dame, who's 5-0, went down a spot, number four. Number five, Georgia, 3-1, down a spot. Oklahoma State, 4-0, number six, didn't move a spot. Number seven, Cincinnati at 4-0, up two spots. Texas A&M at number eight, 3-1, down a spot. Then you've got number nine, Wisconsin, who's 1-0, up five spots. What in the heck? <laughs> what? You're, you're going to see so much fluidity with, with the oh college football standings. Like everybody in the standings. Now, you know, you know how college football rankings are. And every year you get some fans who are ripping their hair out because they thought they weren't treated fairly in the poll. More or less, the entire top 25 can just freak out, unless your name is Clemson in Alabama. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Everybody's going to feel like the, these rankings are just 
absolutely insane. Like Michigan moved up to number 13, up five spots. They're one and oh. Really? They beat Michigan State. It was a big win for them. One and oh. You've got teams that have played six games already. <laughs> Come on. I mean, uh, the, the the rankings are so subjective, so yeah, yeah. It's there's no way to there's no way to quantify wins when it comes nah. to these. I'll tell you right so, now, I I'm a little bit perturbed with college football, but talk to me around Christmas time and then see. I'll probably go on one of my rants like I did about baseball this season. Yeah, so look forward to that show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh man, what else? What else you got for us? Um, and then I want to throw something out there that wasn't college football per se, um, but one of the probably the uh, from what I'm told, and again I don't watch UFC, so I, I don't know. But from what I've been told, one of the greatest of all time fighters retired after his match on Saturday. Um, it was kind of in a he was 29 and 0. He won the match by a triangle choke, uh, which for those that don't know, is basically behind him and you're, you choke him out. Um, and he dropped down to his knees as soon as it was over, was weeping, and basically told him it was his last fight. Um, and mostly it was because his dad had died in July of COVID complications. Oh. And his dad was his biggest supporter and went to every game with him, was his trainer. And basically made him the the dominant beast that he was, and he said that he would. He talked. He talked to his mother about the fight that he fought last night or the other night, and she said that it was okay, but that he was he going through it. Said that he would never go back to another fight without his dad, and that this was his last fight. Um, very heart wrenching. He was in tears. Um. A very difficult decision for him, but he is probably one of the best to ever get into the octagon. Um, well, you know what? It, he, and he's retiring on top. Yes. So, you know, he, he's doing it his way. So we, uh, we wish him well and his family well. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, good for him. I, I, was, I was saying uh, jokingly to my buddy, that going 29 and 0 would bother me just from the standpoint of the fact that it's not on an even number it's not on like a zero it's not a round number <laughs> it's not a round number it's like 29 you're like one away from 30 just fight one more fight and get 30 and then call it quits but uh i definitely understand why he did it and you know our, my hat goes off to him for being that successful and being able to walk away from it all right well with that being wrapped up, you know what it's time for, everybody. It's time for that fun part of the show. It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps. All right, guys. So this was a very, 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 very fun, fun week that I had to put the the chumps list together because, man, there were a lot of idiots this week. I don't know what was going on, but this week just had a whole bunch of them, and it was hard for me to put every single one that I wanted to on the list. 
But yeah, we're just going to get into it. So number five. Number five goes to, in game one of the World Series, a fan in the outfield. So what normally when you catch a fly ball in the fan, like a home run in the World Series, you're going to be ecstatic. You're going to jump up in joy. You're going to be elated by the just all this rush of emotion. And if you're not a fan, sometimes you throw the ball back because it's not your team that hit the home run. Why in the world do you throw your glove back onto the field? So this fan and his all his jubilation decided to, and if you watch the video, it's absolutely hilarious because he doesn't even stop and think about it. He just has his hand on his one, his glove on his one hand, pulls the ball out of his glove, and then throws his glove back onto the field. Like, what were you thinking? Like, that makes absolutely no sense. Why would you throw your glove onto the field? Like, I hope that I hope you got the glove back because if I was the equipment manager or the, the security guard, I wouldn't give it back to you just for you being stupid. Like you're not, I understand that you're happy or anything like that, but you just threw away a glove and kept the ball. I mean, I guess it's better that you didn't throw the ball away and, and keep the glove. But anyways, why would you throw anything away? You just grab the ball and scream and yell and keep all your personal belongings to yourself. <sighs> Moron. Number four. So number four goes to... I don't know what it was this week. There were a lot of players taking cheap shots in a lot of different games, but this one was this one was personal to my team. It was the Eagles. It was during the Eagles-Giants game against Deshaun Jackson, who had just come back from... Another injury. He had has played like two games for us, and he gets tackled. First of all, you get a 15 yarder for going and hitting him low, and he's on the ground. And you come and you hit him again, and roll over his leg, and now he's got a fractured ankle, and he's probably out for the rest of the season, and probably won't finish his career with the Eagles. Um, absolutely awful. It was cheap shot, terrible. There was no reason for you to do that. Um, absolutely garbage is what that kind of play is. So, Madre Harper, I, I, I wish you'd got ejected from the game. You should have got ejected for the game because the play before that, you took a cheap shot at one of our players as well, and it, it was, it was, I, I was screaming at the referees that game because they didn't throw a flag on that, and it was an obvious late hit. It was like three or four seconds after it that you went down and hit him. He was already laying on the ground, rolled up on his foot. Um, absolutely terrible, terrible. Nobody wants to intentionally injure someone, and, and all I got to say is moron. Number three. So I said I was going to say I would talk about this later. This goes with the Penn State Indiana game. Um, so to set the table for you, Penn State was up twenty-one twenty with less than two minutes left, and they were in Indiana territory. They were like on the fifteen-yard line or whatever it was. They were very close to the end zone. All they needed, all Penn State needed to do, was get a first down. And you're sitting there and you're telling your players, all you have to do is get a first down. All you have to do is get a first down. And they give it off to Devin Ford, who is their running back. And he runs and 
realizes too late that the goal line is in front of him because, you know, that's usually where the goal line is. It's in front of you when you're on the 15-yard line. And he runs it into the end zone for a touchdown. You know, not that big of a deal, but now you give the ball back to the Indiana Hoosiers when they have over almost two minutes left on the clock to then drive, drive down and score and tie up the game. Whereas you could have ended it if you had just gotten the first down and then slid or went down or dove or just went anywhere but across the goal line. So I blame you for the loss, Devin Ford. Moron. Number two. Number two also comes from the Eagles Cowboys game or Eagles Giants game. And it was hilarious. Um, if the Giants couldn't have anything else to make them be like wear the dunce cap or be like the worst team in the um NFC East, which I still believe that they are. You had Daniel Jones, who had an 80-yard run down the field. Nobody in front of him. Nobody within five yards. He's got an easy walk-in touchdown. And what does he do? He face plants and falls on his uh, – he face plants, falls on his face with nobody around him. And almost – they ended up scoring on the next play, but um, he stopped them from getting a touchdown on this 80-yard run. Because he just is an idiot. And, like, you had a walk. Like, you didn't have to start, like, hustling and running as far as you can or as hard as you can when you had nobody within five yards of you, ten yards of you. Like, there was nobody. You had beaten everybody down the field. And pretty much the Eagles had given up running after you at that point, And you fell. It, it's almost it goes on that level of the butt fumble from a few years ago with Mark Sanchez. Like that is just hilariously stupid. To top it off, you had also had all of the players on your own sideline pointing and laughing at you when in view of the camera. Hilarious. Furthermore, you just got caught without wearing a mask around other players in the facility. Now you're you're getting investigated by the league. Man, Daniel Jones, you are having issues up to Wazoo. Not only did you lose the game on Thursday night, but now you might get fined for uh, not following protocol with the NFL and being stupid. Yeah. Moron. Number one. Number one, as we stated last night, last night's game was insane. And... I could not separate these two players because they did it on the same play and they pretty much cost them the game on the same play. So they both get the privilege, I guess you could say it's privilege, of being number one on the Chips Chumps list. So Chris Taylor, Will Smith, what were you guys thinking? Seriously, an easy fly ball gets hit to you. All you have to do is pick it up, and then you can throw it to home. You probably will get him out at home because all they have to do is the base of the load. All he has to do is tag home plate. He doesn't actually have to you know, tag the runner. As long as you have like a decent ball onto the plate, no. You boot it off your leg, then you throw it in, and Will Smith drops the ball at home plate because he's trying to do some acrobatic, wild turnaround thing that makes no sense. And they score, scored two runs on probably 
the closest thing you could get to a bad news bear play ever, um, and you lose game four. What would make this even more terrible is if you ended up losing the series because of it. Could you imagine it going to a game seven deciding game when you guys could have ended it in less games? Yeah. Bad. Morons. Well, that's it, guys. I'm going to post them up online. You guys let me know what you think, whether you agree or disagree. Um, there's a couple other people that I definitely wanted to put on the list, but they just I, these just took the cake for me. There we go. Tips, chumps. Uh, they, uh, Chris Taylor and Will Smith definitely earned the number one spot, without question. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was bad. It was, it yeah. was bad. It that's was all I can bad. say. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Um, <sighs> well... Let's uh, go ahead and get ready to wrap up the show here. Let's go ahead and hit the final buzzer. It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, you heard it. It is the final buzzer. Another show in the books. We hope you all have been uh, entertained. Uh, Chip, I got to tell you, man, that Chumps, Chumps list for this week was that was a distinguished list this week. It, uh, you got five that were just beyond stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely want to, and I said it to you during the week, and I meant to say it during our show, but I definitely want to do a um, commentator's list or – have a discussion about who you think is the best commentator in the NFL, NBA. Um, you really don't get the NHL or, or the MLB, but <laughs> it'd be an interesting list. Um, uh, you and I collectively have some color people and play by play people that we do not like, but we're not going to put the names yeah. out there, but I promise you they will make the list. Uh, I can tell you the two former Cowboys are right at the top there. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about something more enjoyable, man. Let's talk about the movie of the week. What you got for us? Uh, so this, this movie of the week is probably the most iconic Philadelphia movie. And if not the most iconic, probably the best Philadelphia movie ever. Um, comes out in 1976. Called, a little movie called Rocky. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it before, what are you waiting for? Because it's probably the greatest movie ever. Um, but the quote of the week uh, comes from the trainer. Like the guy says, you're going you're gonna to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. Great movie. All time. One of my all time favorite top five movies. Could watch it any day of the week, anytime. Doesn't matter. Gives me, still gives me goosebumps as I'm watching it. Yeah, definitely a great movie. That Got movie, Sylvester Stallone in it. So it never gets old. Never gets old. No, no, no. It's it's the first underdog type story film ever. I Thank love it. All that. Absolutely love it. Great cast. Uh, many of the cast either got their career started or their careers were starting to blossom in that time. So there's uh, a lot of great actors and actresses. Uh, in that movie. So definitely worth seeing. If you haven't seen it already, shame on you. Even I've seen this one. 
All right, man. Um, we're going to go ahead and here and uh, wrap it up. So I want to thank all of our fans for the uh, continued support and following us. Uh, this has really been fun, and we've actually had a chance to catch our breath with sports slowing down a little bit. So that will allow us to get caught back up on things we need to be doing online. Chip, you got anything else for the fans out there? Uh, nope. Just look forward to us coming here next week. Um, and yeah, it'll be fun. Sweet, man. All right. I'm Don. He's Chip. We're Sportscasters Manas. We thank you for listening and we're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.